0: a global leadership platform for construction executives this podcast is delivered weekly featuring construction executives uh this is an interview of people in the industry actively working and it's focusing on current for it's for current and future aspiring executives so uh today we have larry blackburn and rather than me introduce you larry because i'm going to mess it up uh let me let me give you, and I know you're a humble guy, so I'll let you introduce yourself and try not to be so humble.
1: Okay, well, thanks, Scott. I appreciate that. Um, uh, as Scott said, my name's Larry Blackburn. I'm a vice president. I oversee our healthcare operations in the state of Florida. I've been um, started with Turner Construction in 1980, so this is my 40th anniversary coming up this year with the company. Um, Started in Cincinnati, went, uh, grew up in Northern Kentucky, actually. Went to the University of Cincinnati, got my civil engineering degree, and began co oping with Turner Construction when I was uh, in college. Uh, so my first 31 years of my career was in the Cincinnati market. Uh, but, uh, eventually moved my way up through operations, engineering assignments, project manager, project executive, and then uh, I was overseeing our healthcare operations in Southwest Ohio, as well as Kentucky. Uh, one of the major projects that I oversaw before I transferred to the Florida market was the University of Kentucky Medical Center tower, uh, new tower on their campus. Uh, very large project, uh, and uh, went from 2006 to 2011 uh, to complete that project. It was or, or value was 352 million, 1.2 million square foot new hospital for the University of Kentucky. Very iconic project, uh, one I'm very proud of. But then Turner came calling on a cold January day. I think I shoveled about six inches of snow the night before, and they asked me if I would be interested in taking over healthcare operations in the state of sunny Florida. Thought about two seconds. I said, yeah, I would consider that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, <laughs> well, you
0: know, based on your age, you would probably be, you could transition directly into retirement from uh, you live in Florida. Probably a building you may well, build.
1: Yeah, that, 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 that is in the plan. That, exactly, Scott. So, uh, that was a good move. Our children had, had grown up, moved out of the house. So yeah, it was a good time for my wife and I to move down to Florida. So we settled in the Tampa area, but, uh, I travel the whole state. Uh, um, I'm actually in Miami today. I've got several projects in the, in the South Florida market and I cover our Orlando office, Tampa office and Miami office. So, and it's a very hot market right now. You know, Florida, obviously. Known for the many senior citizens, so the needs, the healthcare needs are, are more prevalent down here. Uh, so, staying extremely busy at, at this time, um, uh, which I'm thankful for.
0: So, after 40 years of working in the industry, uh what's your future plan?
1: Well, uh, I, you know, succession of my role, uh, focusing on on staff, uh, you know, mentoring, teaching, so that. Uh, well, you know, the good work we've got going down here in Florida continues. Uh, but yeah, I'm probably three years away from maybe retiring. Uh, you know, we're starting to put plans in place and look at that. So on a personal level, that's, that's uh, my future plans, five year plan and less. But, uh, for the company for Turner Construction, obviously, um, As a whole, we are growing tremendously. We've got our largest backlog coming into 2020, over 21 billion as a company. Wow! Uh, But uh, in the state of Florida, I have 400 million dollars of healthcare work on right now, and uh, very much want that to continue after my retirement.
0: What, uh what made you want to do construction? I mean, you uh, first off, you went to Cincinnati, which I already have a problem with, you know, but because I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> but but, yep, but, yep. but knowing you, you know what was, what about construction made you want to go into engineering?
1: Yeah, and I was one of those kids in school. I, I, I knew pretty early on I wanted to go to engineering, probably you know some guidance from teachers, I did well in math, science. But also had an uncle who worked for Peter Kiewit & Sons, uh, who was in the construction industry, you know, saw what he did, you know, gained very much interest in that. So it was an easy decision for me. Uh, he went to University of Cincinnati. It was close to home. I, I wasn't interested in going too far away from home at that time as a 17, 18 year old, but it, it worked out well. I think it was a very good decision, obviously. Uh, And I know I'm a rarity to stay with one company for so long. I see that so often right now in this business that engineering students can come out of school and it seems like five, seven years are looking to make a move. Um, But uh, proud of the fact that I've been with Turner for four years, They've been very good to me. And and it was the right decision for me to go into construction.
0: Well, that's uh, that's uh, interesting that you've been with. I mean, you're you you're right you're a rarity anybody staying with a company for 40 years but i think you're you're even more rare in the fact of that you know there's not a lot of people who have come from where you are you have and gotten to the role that you're in right now and so uh you know i mean it's great credit upon you i mean i know you as a person and i i can say my assessment is is your soft skills were definitely a huge role in, in that effort, you know, your ability to communicate, your ability to kind of lead a team down a, a path. I mean, that's that's what I've always heard about you and that's what I've seen, you know, and uh, uh, you know, you, you should be commended for that. Um, tell, kind of backing up real quick, can you tell us a little bit about Turner? I know a lot of people know Turner, but I'm not sure that everybody really understands where Turner was when you started and we're kind of where they are now.
1: Yeah, it's, I've seen tremendous growth. Uh, you know, back in 1980, computers weren't really on our projects. So they're just the technology, but you know, at that time, we probably had 24 offices or, uh, over 45, 46 offices. Our international division has grown leaps and bounds. Um, like I said before, we're, we've got a 20 or 21 billion dollar company now recognized as one of the largest construction managers in, in in the country in the world, um, the largest healthcare construction manager, which I'm proud of since I focus strictly on the healthcare market but um, we have ten thousand five hundred employees roughly right now as a company about four hundred in the state of Florida since that's where I focus on uh, but um, you know we've got some tremendous leaders that and I've seen some great strides uh, even in the past five years, our focus as a company uh, with, with Turner, you know, we're people in industry. We don't turn wrenches, swing hammers, saw wood. Uh, we're we're people. So it is relationship. It's making sure that we have the right environment on projects. You know, the big thing right now for our company is active caring. That uh, is a huge focus all the way down to the workforce. With a focus not only on safety, but but making sure we're fully engaged with our staff, uh, with the workforce, that uh, they're you know, they're doing the job safe at all times and and, and you're right, Scott, I appreciate the, the the accolades there because I have built my career on developing relationships, but long-term relationships because in our business, people do move around. So there are there's folks I've run into here in Florida that I worked with up in Ohio and Kentucky that moved, you know, different companies and and having those past relationships help lead into future work as well. So it's tremendous to to maintain those relationships.
0: what's the core focus of Turner, or does it really have a core focus?
1: Well, we do have uh, we we work in many market segments primarily. Uh, it's, it is primarily commercial construction, but we do have a, you know, a sports group. We've done a lot of stadiums around the country. In fact, we were proud of the Super Bowl that came up. We, we built both Kansas City Chiefs new stadium and the San Francisco 49ers new stadium, uh, recently. Uh, we, obviously the healthcare segment is a focus. That's probably about 25, maybe even pushing closer to 30% now of our uh, overall portfolio. Um, of course, uh, you know, the K-12 and higher education markets is another area of focus. And office, little residential, a lot of times mixed use residential. We, we don't get involved in too much in road construction, although we do have a subsidiary flat iron construction that does some bridge work. But th- those are our core market segments. Uh, but then overall as a company, our, our core values, if I shift the core values, are, are teamwork, integrity, and commitment. And, and then within that, we do have four uh, core areas of focus right now that uh, you know, I was just at our officers meeting, our senior leadership meeting a couple weeks ago in San Diego, and our president really drove home uh, that we as the vice presidents and leader of the company uh, Focus on being, you know, the full engagement I mentioned before. You know, use our skills to um, you know, increase our capabilities and stay fully engaged with our staff because you know, we are people, we're a people company. That's important. You know, I mentioned the right environment, making sure that people are comfortable where they're working at, and we get the most out of each of our employees and our workforce. Lean, a lean culture, is a third uh, core path to success that we focus on. And that's through, you know, respect for each other, you know, maximizing main principles, the last planner system. We focus a lot on prefabrication, whatever to drive out waste in our business and and be more efficient in delivering our projects. The fourth one is active carrying. I mentioned before, and that's really centered around, you know, not only safe, safety. Um, we have a, Desire, I mean, I a desire a commitment to drive to zero, zero injuries on all our projects. You know, last year Turner completed about 1,500 projects, a uh, little over 80% of them. We had zero injuries on his projects. So the message is, why can't we have zero injuries on 100% of our projects? And, and, and one of the analogies is to, you know, go beyond zero. And someone might ask, well, how do you go beyond zero? You can't have negative zero. Uh, injuries on a project, but it's like, uh, you know, if anyone ever ran a track in high school, your track would always, your track coach would always tell you, I mean, you want to go beyond the finish line because if you try to just get to the finish line, you're going to slow up and you're going to get passed up. So beyond zero is uh, the analogy we're using to focus on um, zero in- injuries and, and building life for our workforce.
0: So what are some of your uh, like five and ten year plans for the company? Um I mean, do you guys want to go in a different sector? You wanna grow? I mean, obviously everybody wants to grow, but there is uh there's obviously focuses there. So can you kind of give us insight there?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh one area is design build. We do want to increase our focus on the design build market. Uh the the profitability is better in that. Market segment. We do. We're starting to see more and more of the design build opportunities. You know, know, becoming more apparent. So that's that's one area. Um, From I would say 2015 to to 2019 through 2019, we did increase our our focus on design build. You know, in 2015 we did about 850 million dollars with the design build, and in 2019 we, we. we, we doubled that. We were just under 1.7, 1. 1.7 1. 7 billion in design bill. But th- that's an area we want to focus on. We also are focusing on our uh, interiors special projects division. You know, t- a lot of people think of Turner as a big company. We only do big projects, but quite honestly, we do a lot of smaller projects, especially in the healthcare market. I, you know, there's a lot of opportunities to go in to upgrade. Uh, An imaging suite to put in the new newest CT or MRI technology equipment that's that's now on the market and those are typically you know two million three million dollar projects so focusing on that smaller special project type work and tiers work is an area that we're focusing on increasing Um, and and just overall sales across the board not not just the big jobs but, but we are Focus on a lot of smaller work because we know you know, the market's been good for the past few years. Um, you know, I look at Florida. From uh, 2014 to 2019, the construction market in Florida, this is based on Dodge reports, it was a $9 billion construction market in 2014, but by 2019, it was $20 billion, it more than doubled. And it doesn't seem to be slowing up. Um, we look at Dodge reporting uh, futures quite a bit, um, and yeah, it's going to st- steady out or flatten out a little bit. Um, you know, from from 2019, it was a 329 billion dollar market overall, and we see in the next five years it'll dip to a little bit below 300 billion. But that's not much of a de- decline. So our company is also focused on sustainability of our staff. You know, even though the market might dip just a little bit, we need to work smarter and make sure we keep our our employees employed, you know, uh-huh. maintain that 10,500 employees over the next five years as the market dips a little bit.
0: You know, you mentioned that uh, you you just came back from a meeting uh, of leadership with Turner, and that kind of brings up the question, how do you guys prepare for the future?
1: We, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's really looking at it monthly, uh, through our business review meetings, you know, keeping our thumb on the pulse of the market. Uh, you know, one of our challenges right now is, is the, the workforce. There's a lot of shortage in the workforce. I'm sure everybody has heard about it, read about it, dealing with it in their own businesses, I'm sure. Um, so getting, You know the 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 quantity and the quality of workforce that we need to continue delivering successful projects is is a big challenge right now so we we focus on that on that a lot right now trying to develop you know long enduring relationships with certain key subcontractors and we also work hard to build up the capacity of the smaller businesses you know turner for I you know over forty years we, we conduct a annual we've done it I've done it in Lexington when I was working in Lexington. We would have a annual ten week course. Um we called it the Turner School of Construction Management, where we would teach small businesses, minority owned businesses, women owned businesses, you know, how how to grow their business and just to increase the capacity of the subcontractor market. And it, it that's pays off very well for us. So you know, we recognize the challenges ahead, so we, we put plans in place to try to overcome that and prepare for it.
0: So what do you think in, in the history you've been with Turner, which, uh, I mean, you have a good history and good perspective. What event do you think through your history being there uh, significantly changed or shaped the model that Turner has today? Can you think of any specific event or or situation that shaped that business model they have?
1: Well, I think even very recent here with the new focus on this active caring, uh, message that we're trying to get out across all of our employees, uh, that was shaped. uh, We had a a, a large client, actually Facebook, who we, you know, we do a lot of large work for them in the uh, data center market. And those type of clients, data center, pharmaceutical clients have a, higher level of uh, stringent safety programs Mm -hmm. and Facebook, they saw that, you know what, your your metrics are good, your recordable injury rates are below average or at average, but you're doing four projects with us right now and we don't see that you're consistent among all four projects. And we don't see a lot of support for senior management. And we really believe you're having safe projects by luck. It's, it's not a, a focus. And they called Peter Davern, the president, and said, if you don't change that, uh, you're not going to be doing workforce in the future. And that got our attention. Uh, the president very quickly identified three vice presidents of the company, took them out of the normal day-to-day operations, and said, listen, take take." time over the next couple months, go visit our jobs, and I want you to come back and report to me what you're finding as far as how we're managing our safety programs. And it was eye-opening. They found that, that, you know, our client was right. We weren't being consistent on the way we manage safety. We weren't making it our number one priority. Uh, Our pre-test plans were not consistent. They weren't adding value. And, you know, we had over 3,000 Workers get hurt on our 1500 jobs last year. And that was an aha moment. And we now have a new plan put in place, focus that's being driven, you know, by leadership, supported by leadership. And we are rolling that out this year. And it is the active caring focus that I've mentioned a couple of times now. And it's really driven by getting to the craft workers, getting to the crew leaders. You know, we don't call them foremen anymore because there's a lot of females in our business now. So the crew leaders, they're the ones who can make an impact. And it's simple things. Put their, you know, have a label maker on the job and put everybody's first name on their hard hat so that when we go out there and engage with them, we can talk to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask the craft workers, you know, You know, are you know, how how is what's the risk of doing this job and and make sure that they are paying attention because we don't want we care, everybody cares, but it really came down to do we care enough? Because if you walk past somebody that's doing something unsafe, you're accepting that unsafe act, and that's not that's not acceptable in our business now. So, this act of caring drive that we have right now, I think, is is. a huge change in culture, transformation, if you want to call it that, that we feel will make a, an impact. We we want anyone that walks onto our job site, whether it's an architect, client doing a job site visit, to feel like they've stepped in this, into a project that's extraordinary. There's a different feel in this project. Uh, the, 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 the workers and our staff are fully engaged and working towards the same goal and making sure that uh, we do go beyond zero on in, on, with the injuries.
0: Talking about you personally, um, and I'm interested in this because you're you're somebody who's come from, you know, a, you know, an intern essentially all the way to an executive with a, one of the largest construction companies in the world. What skills and ability do you think that that you have, or you have developed that that helped the way you do business today?
1: Uh good question. I mean, I I think you want to be easy to work with. Uh, you know, in the old days you could you could be compliance officers and walk out there and be, you know, tough on the workforce, you know, just chastise them if they're not doing things right instead of talking and, and engaging and, and working together to solve whatever the issue might be at hand. I've never really had that approach. I I, I I try to understand both sides of the issue and and, and work to a resolution that's that's good for both parties. Um, it's it, It's just been my nature. I, I think you know you want to be in a position where people want to work with you, develop those relationships, build those relationships, uh, which is extremely important. You know over seventy percent of our clients are repeat customers and it doesn't happen if you're not working hard to maintain that relationship, build a relationship. And it's simple stuff, just hobbies, understanding you know what clients uh you know, their families, what you know, what they like to do and, and, and generate discussion. Before our meetings now most of my jobs, we have an icebreaker question before we start the meeting. And that's just to, it could be, all right, we got spring break coming up. Is anybody getting spring break plans? And it's a, it allows for the team members around the table to get to, just to get to know each other a little bit better and, and feel like they're part of a team. And I, I really try to drive that home. It's, it's, it is the, the teamwork. Um, and maybe I would, I was, you know, taught that. I want to say beat into my head, the Turner values of teamwork integrity and commitment. Cause I think those are the keys to my success. I've, I've, um, I've always proud that a lot of the employees want to be on my projects. Uh, I've, I've been told that by some of my supervisors over the years. Yeah. It's, you know, the team wants to work with you. That's, that's, and that's what I want. I want to work with them, obviously, but. And, then, and of course my commitment to the company
0: kind of paired with that. What what advice would you give someone looking to get into construction, uh, the construction business?
1: You know, it's technology has changed very quickly. So continuous improvement, continuous learning. You know, you want it. You got to be open to do that. Uh, I I attend a lot of. Training seminars, not a lot. I, I do my share. I mean, you're it's busy. It's somewhat limited what you can do. But you can read. I mean, items on the computer you can track and follow webinars, whatnot. But you know, you try to get yourself technically sound. I think the the interpersonal skills it's just got to come natural. I mean, those things are the toughest things to teach. But to get in this business, you, you want to come in open mind. You got to be patient. Um, Know, want to develop those relationships like I continue to mention uh, but also focus on the technical side um, the, the, the things are changing quickly you know when I did the University of Kentucky job that was the first job I used building information modeling and in fact that's some of the things Scott when I worked with you when we were going to, over to EKU and they were talking starting to add that to their curriculum at the college there at EKU back when I was working in Lexington you just got to stay on top. You got to stay on top of your game. Otherwise you'll get passed up.
0: So um, if you had to, I think we learned a lot from successes and probably more from the failures we have in life. Um, can you, can you talk about the few successes and failures you had that kind of taught you a lesson?
1: Yeah, probably failures. I think you learn most from that. Um, you know, it, it and it runs a gamut. I can remember in my early days when I was on the lining gray crew and you know, responsible for the layout of the building. And geez, I one of my first projects, I uh, using the uh, I, I, I layout, I pulled from the wrong target, and we had to we had to remove the footing. Well, you know what? I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> that, that was that was 40 years ago. But yeah, uh, you know, I think now is. I um, I see things that the result and I think and I said, boy, if I jumped on that a little quicker, I could have maybe changed the result of that, whether it's a dispute with a subcontractor, you know, recognizing that they're in trouble. Uh, but, you know, they I've had a couple of situations where subcontractors had you know defaulted on a project and those are always difficult to deal with. And and wishing that I saw the signs a little earlier. So you learn from that, obviously, and you pick pick up on that and then you're, you're more in tune or you put a process in place to make sure you identify an issue before it becomes a bigger issue. Uh, we use a launch matrix now when we launch our jobs that we go through, because that's the key thing. If the if the project is launched properly, your, your level of success rate is gonna go much much, much higher, which is common sense but but that's key if you don't focus on some of the key things when you launch a project, it's going to come back to i
0: i was thinking I was thinking when you said about bad news, it's like you know if everybody understood that bad news does not get better with time, then we'd probably be in a better spot, you know so uh you,
1: you, yes <laughs>
0: so,
1: you're hundred percent right
0: uh okay uh, and and I kind of want to jump before we go to uh uh you know, the final kind of like what I call the speed session where we go through and I get your rating on different categories. I want you to be able to, this is your platform to be able to give any personal advice uh, uh, to somebody who's who's looking to have a career like yours uh, and both personally and professionally. Um, You know, any words of advice or guidance you would give. If you were to go back and look at 22-year-old Larry, what would you say?
1: (laughs) Well, I wish I would have learned more about certain systems in the business, mechanical, electrical. uh, You know, you learn as you go sometimes. If that's not, you know, I wasn't a mechanical engineer or electrical engineer. uh, But, you know, those systems in a project make up 45%, 50% of the volume of the project typically. Um, So, you know, I would have liked to learn more about that. I've gotten by and I rely on other resources, to, you know, to get me through it. But I think on a, on a, more so on a personal level is, is to really focus on those interpersonal skills. Uh, actually when I started, construction management wasn't really that prominent at the time. We were, we were general contractors. We were still doing our own concrete work, uh, self-performing a lot of work and we got away from that and which was risk, you know, to manage the risk and became more construction managers and, and subcontracted all that work out but but now that we are strictly and I shouldn't say strictly we are starting to focus more on self performing some work but but at least in my role, again, we're only selling ourselves and our people, so you know make sure your interpersonal skills are at the at, at the highest level you know build your teams, surround yourself with with good people um you know interviewing and making sure you hire the best talent is a challenge. Um, and I don't know if there's a, you know, cool, you know a golden ticket on uh, what what makes it successful every time, because I have had situations where someone hasn't worked out, but it, it, don't, it really comes down to inter- interpersonal skills. You know, you want to be easy to work with and develop those relationships.
0: And, and what I think is pretty uh, interesting about like, uh, you get that uh, that advice about being easy to work with or whatever and I give you great credit upon you if anybody's ever worked around you or know you Larry uh, the one thing that I would have to say more than anything is that I somebody told me this I think maybe it was my father or somebody he he said you can't do a good deal with a bad business person and being a good person is at the heart. And I, and I have to give you a lot of credit. I mean, if, if somebody asked me, do you know, just a good person beyond just a, you know, good professional. I would rank you really high up there, Larry. So I want to com- commend you for that because you have those qualities. Thank you. you. know, you definitely have those qualities. So, uh, we want to go to the speed session real quick. And, uh, this is, I'm going to give you, uh, different categories. I want you to rate it from one to 10, 10 being the most important, one being the least important. They could all be tens if you choose to. Um, so <laughs> we'll go ahead, we'll go ahead and start with scheduling one to 10. And you can explain your answer if you'd like.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, you're probably right. A lot of these will be high, uh, but um, you know, scheduling it, it's important. I would say an eight, and because there's certain things you don't want to sacrifice, certain things just to drive schedule. Safety being one, um, you know, quality being another. But obviously, schedule is important. You know, speed to market for our clients is important, so they can start making revenue, particularly in hospitals. So. You know, it, it's high, you could very easily say 10, but you don't wanna sacrifice schedule for some other key things, that's why I said an eight.
0: Estimating.
1: Well, getting that number right, that first number right in, a, in any project is extremely important, so uh, I, I would put that up there as a 10.
0: Contract administration.
1: Yeah, I'm the type of guy again with relationships. Yes, you got to have contracts. You got to have expectations set, what the clients expect of us, what we expect of our clients and whatnot. But once we get, you know, the job going, you know, you hear the cliche, put the contract in the door. You hopefully you don't have to pull it out again. But, uh, but as, you know, that's the contractual side of it, maybe the legal side of it. But as far as administration of the contract, you know, giving the proper notification to the client if there's a delay, or you know, we do have that from time to time. It could be weather delays, and we do have hurricanes here in Florida. But uh, I, I would say that's an, a nine because uh, you don't want to get too much bogged down on the legal side of it, but at the same time, you do got to manage the, the contract ex- expectations.
0: What about design?
1: Design to 10, that's crucial. I mean, uh, even accurate design. You know, we go through a process of schematic design, design development, 50% CDs, which are the contract documents, 100% contract documents. Yeah, we want to get to 100% contract documents, but uh, it, it's hard, and I, I i can put myself in designer shoes. It's, it is hard to do that. But design is extremely important. For ease of permitting, for ease of contract administration. So, and we got to work closely with the designers. And honestly, the, the, the IPD world of today, which is integrated project delivery, uh, we get involved with some key trade contractors very early in the design process now in a design assist type uh, contract. So, design has even gotten more important over the years that I've
0: been in the business. And you already addressed the accounting one so i'm going to move on i mean to the contract so i'm going to move on to accounting. Yes, accounting
1: okay you know uh, accounting is uh, important uh my god i can spend a lot of time on that on some of my projects because collecting money managing the budget you uh, know you know bottom line is extremely important but uh i don't think it's a, it's a as as Important to some of the other items, but still, it's it's up there probably a nine. Uh, We got to get our payments in on time. We got to get paid timely. We got to pay our subs timely to keep the the flow of the project going. But um, but
0: yeah, it's go ahead. What about selling work?
1: Uh, That's a ten. That's the that's my bread and butter. You know, it's 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 what's going to keep people employed. What's going to keep the projects. or, or backlog moving forward, so it's extremely important.
0: And the last but not least, leadership.
1: Yeah, it's ten plus uh, in my mind. Um, you you've got to if people if you're going to be a good leader, people are going to follow you, and um, and that's that's what I focus on, and, and it's it's going to lead to success of all the projects, keep the team together, minimize you know. I should say maximize retention of our staff, minimize turnover. So that's, that's, that's up there on the top of my book is leadership.
0: Okay. And I just want to kind of close it out. I want to give you the last word, Larry, but before I do, I just want to say uh, I had a chance to get to know you uh, when you were in Lexington yep. building the hospital. And yep. uh, um, I got to know not only you, but I got to know some of your people and I had to say, I gained a lot of respect for Turner and, what they do, you know, especially that, that particular project was challenging, anybody that has to build, finish off the ER on the first floor, and continue to build on top of that, that's pretty challenging of a project, you know, and uh you, you, you brought a lot of good things to me personally, and at, from a personal perspective, uh being on our industry advisory board, I just, you know, and I talk about, like, people that you need to align yourself with and try to find mentors, you're a good example of somebody to latch onto somebody like yourself to be a mentor because you have it figured out. It's a people business, you know? uh, Oh, yeah. And uh, that probably is why. Well, that's not probably. That is the why reason you have been successful in your career, as you understand that. So, but I want to thank you so much for taking some time with me, and I also want to thank you for the friendship. And also, and in addition to that, I want you to thank you for what you do every day. It's people like you that have over the career made a significant difference on our industry and uh uh, there's a lot of things you can say about our industry and some of them are not very good but you represent a lot of the good things about what we do so you have the last word larry
1: well thanks guy I, i greatly appreciate that i i you know being being from kentucky i enjoyed uh my days up in kentucky I'm enjoying the warm weather in Florida now, so I don't miss the <laughs> cold. But I do come back up quite often. I got you know, children, and grandchildren up in the Northern Kentucky Cincinnati area, so I do go visit quite a bit, visit the snow, and then go back, go back home. But um, no, you hit the nail on the head. We we are a people business, uh, and it and it goes beyond the projects. It's uh, giving back to community. I know you know. Um, my successor there in Lexington, Dave Opaka, he's done a tremendous amount with the mentoring program there in, in Lexington. Uh, we worked hard with the small businesses there in Lexington. I do the same thing in Florida. And, you know, it, it, it's it, that that's to me the, some of the most important stuff as well. I, I, I've been involved with United Way, been involved with American Heart Association. So, you know, yeah, we, we, we have a business. We have to be successful, got to keep pushing the ball forward, but we also need to take time to get back to our community as well. I think that's equally important, but Scott, if you're ever down in Florida, let's let's hook up and uh, catch up again. Uh, I enjoyed our our friendship over the years, and I I thank you for having me on today.
0: Well, thank you again, Larry, and uh, next week we'll uh, have have another construction executive on Connex. Thank you.